Welcome to KC Corner, episode 126. The hurricane isn't here yet. Well, it's close. Yes. You know, uh, Hurricane Ian edition. This is yes. pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Hey, now, Brooks, this is exciting because this is the very first KC Corner where a, a big seismic event has happened recently in mm-hmm. your life. Um, and a hurricane happens right on the heels of those. I wonder if those two events have anything to do with each other. Yeah, no. Uh, so <laughs> the the news is out now. Monday evening, got engaged to Amy Millette, the the lovely oh, awesome. Chapel employee. Oh man, she is lovely in so many ways, and just one of them of great loveliness is a King's Chapel employee, our ministry coordinator. So uh, this is kind of like the first couple of King's Chapel. You know, I mean, you got Brooks Robinson, is. the host of Casey Corner, helping <laughs> us all this. You got Amy Millette. This is like the ultimate power couple, you know? Oh, yeah. We really are. We really are. (laughs) Um, Hey, I'm very proud of you, Brooks. I know how sensitive you were trying to find the right timing, and I know that you worked out the details that all of the uh, lady folks love, you know? Oh, yeah. You gave gave great thought into this. Uh, By the way, I saw the ring, and uh, it looks absolutely huge, and so (laughs) – Nice, nicely done, brother. You I know? appreciate it. And JP and Kyla did a great job uh, getting every moment and just insanely awesome pictures. So it's oh, awesome. So, so Cartsy Photography strikes again, huh? Cartsy Photography stri- strikes again. They they were incredible. The It was a lot of logistics setting it up with hurricanes and things going on. So it, it worked out perfectly. Well, brother, you are uh, about ready to enter into one of the greatest journeys ever. And uh, it's uh, the journey of marriage. And one of the greatest institution God has ever given to us. And, you know, it's through marriage that he wants to, to multiply and fill the earth. It's through marriage. It's through marriage, Brooks, that he wants to show Amy and you how much you need Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and he wants to be right in the smack dab in the center of that. Marriage is like he wants to be in the smack dab center of your life. And uh, it's, it's exciting, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited for you. Have you guys figured out who your officiant's going to be yet? I think we have an idea. Uh, I think we have an idea for my date, that's for sure. <laughs> Man, <laughs> not I'm that you're inviting best... yourself or anything. Listen, if it doesn't, I'm I'm going to be like Michael Scott and in interrupting the wedding if I'm not there. You know, so it's, it's awesome. uh, oh golly. Hey, listen, we can spend the whole episode talking about uh, the engagement and the big news, and that is big news. And congratulations. But I know that this is going to be a special Casey Corner. We're trying to get out. Um, this is the Hurricane Ian uh, edition, and just kind of talk through the world in which we live that's filled with hurricanes and filled with, uh, you know, tornadoes and earthquakes and things that take lives and scary things and God's sovereignty and those kind of things. So um, this is going to be a special episode, and I'm glad. Uh, hopefully, before the power goes out, our people are able to listen to it before the storm hits too much. Oh yeah, so. we can we can uh, provide some entertainment when your power does go out with your last little battery on your phone. There, there you go, and listen, <laughs> listen to us. And so they won't be able to see us though, will they? So this, no. are, we, are we recording? Yeah, just, right, just audio, looking, just audio. I think you look better than ever now that you're an engaged man. So yeah, it's, do, it's I, awesome. yeah do I look any so. different? Any older? <laughs> you do more mature, wiser, yeah. smarter. You, you wised up so. But Brooks, you know, again, let me start with this. One of the things I love about God's word and I love about God's story is that it tells us about who we are, who God is, and who the or what the world is around us. And 
what to expect in the world around us. Obviously, God doesn't tell us everything that's going to happen, but he makes it very clear that he is creator God. He makes it very clear he's distinct from creation. But he also makes it very clear that ever since we rebelled from him uh, and Adam and Eve rebelled in him in, in the garden, that everything in our world is broken. Uh, everything within side of us has been affected by sin and everything outside of us and around us has been affected by sin. And again, I'm not saying that Hurricane Ian here is here because of a specific sin in somebody's life, but we do live in a world that is hostile, you know, and we do live in a world where uh, things are going to happen that are difficult. And I love the fact that our, our God has told us that this is the world in which we live in. Oh yeah. Any, any thoughts with that? Yeah, I was, we're got the weather channel on here and just the destruction that's going on in Southwest Florida is terrible and trying to rationalize that, you know, there really is no way. Um, a guy we work with in our company, uh, his parents live on Sanibel Island, which is where it kind of oh, just landed. Man. And then he, yeah. he lives up in Kentucky, but his wedding venue is down there in Fort Myers and it's just getting pummeled right now. Uh, it's he's getting he's, pummeled. Yeah, he's he's scheduled to get married in uh, December, I believe. So hopefully they're able to wow. fix it up by then. The rebuild, just, yeah. Uh, for the sure. destruction going down down there is is insane right now. Well, you know, a lot of lives are 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 changed, and a lot of lives are going to change uh, for a long time. I mean, you know, property can be replaced. That we pray that God will protect life, but you know, well, certainly life as people knew it on Sanibel Island or Fort Myers as we look at those pictures is different. They're going to wake up with a whole different Fort Myers tomorrow mm -hmm. than, uh, than they have. And you know, where, what's, what's when you see a, a, a storm like this and when things happen in our lives, whether it's a tsunami, remember the tsunami that happened? I mean, I, you were probably a young man. I can't remember mm -hmm. the exact year of that tsunami, but you know, you see something like that and you, you put it next to the sovereignty of God. You know, where is God in the midst of storms? You know, where is he? Is this something that happened outside of the will of God? Is this something that happened outside of the plan of God? Is this something that happened outside of the knowledge of God? And there's part of it, Brooks, is, you know, as a human and as somebody who loves God, you know, there's oftentimes you want to get God off the hook uh, and say, well, of course, God, he, he couldn't have known of this or, you know, his plan could not have included this. How can a good and gracious God allow for the destruction of Fort Myers or even heaven forbid the loss of life? And I, and I think that that's a question that many of us wrestle with. You look at God and you know that he's good. Uh, how can this include his plan? But a good examination of scripture is that we know that God is sovereign, that God is in control of everything, and that there's not one atom outside of God's control. So if it's true, Brooks, that there's not one atom outside of God's control, and if God is is sovereign and He his hand of providence is over all things, if he governs all things, dang, what do we do with a hurricane? You know, I mean, how, how do we... Uh, how do we align those two things together of God's sovereignty, goodness, and hurricanes? Don't you agree that that's kind of the rub? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's very tough to do that in the moment, but realizing uh, the, the creator of the universe can be in control of it, even uh, in the midst of these hurricanes and crazy storms or anything going on in your life. And he does tell us that a time's coming with a new heaven and new earth where, you know, the chaos, so to speak, the brokenness is going to be eliminated, but we're not there yet. And I think it, it would be harder for us to swallow a pill like this, Brooks, if it wasn't that Jesus has already come. I mean, we, we have the incarnation, right? We know that, that God cared enough to step into time. And we know that God stepped into time and he wasn't sheltered from the storms. He wasn't, um, you know, he didn't live a, a, a posh, easy life uh, exempt from the difficulties. He was tempted in every way like us. And, you know, even at his birth, I think if you and I are reading the same thing, oh, I think we're not exactly in the same spot. I don't know where you are, but I read today about Jesus is uh, having to flee to Egypt. Is that what you read today? Uh, un- unfortunately, I'm a few days behind. Had some life events that uh, caught up to me with the engagement. Oh, come on. Stuff. Like so, engagement? But, I, I was, but I was about to bring up what I read today, though. It's a few days what behind. Was it was Malachi, or no, sorry, Joel, where um, all the locusts came and destroyed the fields, ate all of the plants, ate all of the food, and just how, and that was all of chapter one going into very detail of every yeah. single locust ate everything in the field, and how, <laughs> yeah. how yeah. God promised yeah. that they would regrow their crops and have enough food to be yeah. full and eat again and everything. Yeah. Well, I love that, you know, and what the locusts have eaten, he's going to restore. And mm-hmm. I, I've heard that to so many people applying that to their life, which is true. I mean, as you're as a Christian, what we've lost in a broken world, God is going to restore, um, redeem or or somehow make right. And that's mm-hmm. that's that's a promise he's going to stick with, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, as I was reading through scripture, you know, Brooks, part of my uh my devotional life is to take 30 Psalms and kind of pray over them uh, each month. And uh, I just kind of march through either one month is one through 30, then 31 through 60 and so on. So I'm right now through 91 through 118. Um, and then I kind of separate one Psalm 119 by itself. But what I love in this is Psalm 93 and Psalm 93 reminds us, and let me read this. The Lord reigns like right now, our God reigns on the throne. There'll never be a moment that he's not reigning. And it says he's robed in majesty. I mean, he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The Lord is robed and he's put on strength as a belt. As much as we see the strength of this storm, we know that he has all strength. He's the almighty God. El Gabor is the Hebrew of that, you know, almighty, uh, the mighty God. Um, Yes, the world is established. It shall not be moved. It looks like the world is moving right now. And it says, your throne is from old, you are from everlasting. And here's what I wanted to really get to, Brooks. It says, the floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods have lifted up their roaring. And we see what's happening in Fort Myers, Captiva, Sanibel, what could be happening in our own neighborhoods within just hours is the floods are lifted up and uh, they're, 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 they're roaring. But it goes on to say, mightier than the thunder of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. And I I love that reminder that no matter what fury we see in life, no matter what fury we see in creation, our God reigns and our God is mightier. As a matter of fact, in Psalm 29, it, it says the voice of the Lord is over the waters. It's like 
He calmed the seas in Galilee. We know he could calm the seas here. Uh, the, the God of glory thunders, uh, the Lord over many waters. Uh, and then it goes on to say, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. And this is what I love, Brooks. It says, the Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as a king forever. And what I love about that in scripture, the floods usually talk about chaos. It's, it's the floods is, it's where chaos is. And think what's happening in Fort Myers right now. It's chaos. I mean, I mean, it's, it's unhabitable. It's, it's uh, you know, it, it's the, the whole landscape is being restructured. But this is going to remind us that the Lord is enthroned even over chaos, that chaos isn't going to win, that evil's not going to win, that God is enthroned even somehow, and I don't know how, for the glory of our great God and for the good of our neighbor. There's a mystery that, you know, Hurricane Ian is doing what it's doing, but I know that our God, Brooks, is still enthroned. Mm-hmm. I'm so, seeing, seeing the footage that they're showing on TV of those roaring waters. Uh, you, you get a sense of what he can calm because there, yeah. you look at that. It, it seems helpless in the moment. That's for sure. Seeing, yeah. Yeah. You know, and he might not be calm in the storm, but I hope he's calm in the hearts of his people, you know, mm-hmm. and he's common because, you know, I, I've seen storms of life of cancer and I, I've seen storms of life where death is knocking at the door and to see what God can calm there as well Mm -hmm. we know it literally like the hurricanes and we know it's you know a metaphorically and all that we face uh you know even even psalm not 91 which is one of the most famous songs psalms for anybody going through trouble um it's just a great reminder it says he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the almighty and that's that's such good poetry brooks and you know it takes when it when I'm not, I never was much of a Shakespeare fan. I mean, poetry, I'm not smart enough for that <laughs> stuff, right? But it takes me a minute to really figure out, what is this saying? But he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, how do we dwell in God's shelter? Well, we're in Christ, you know, that we've hidden our life in Christ. And we dwell with God and the Holy Spirit with us. So he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And you think, Man, if I could be close enough to God to be in his shadow, the almighty God, there's safety there. And no matter what storms come our way, literally, figuratively, cancer, um, you know, struggle, uh, financial ruin, you know, our God is able. And it, and it goes on to say, I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And, you know, we think about the shelters that are open. The ones I love most are the pet-friendly shelters, <laughs> you know. Um, and I hope our people at King Chapel they won't need to find a, a uh, earthly shelter in the storm. But if they do, I hope that there's a lot of provision for all of us to find shelter. I mean, to find shelter in the storm is amazing. And then, but God says, "Listen, whatever you go through, I'm going to be your refuge. I want to be your fortress." And I think a refuge is someone that I could run uh, and be protected, and a fortress is my place of being defended. And you think about that two things. What do we need? I want to be sheltered and I want to be defended. That's my refuge and my fortress. That's my God in whom I trust. And I think at the end of the day, no matter what um, is breaking news on our TVs or breaking news on our phones or breaking news in our lives, we can trust our God and we can trust him to be a refuge and a fortress. 
Um, it goes on to say very famously, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and he, and from the deadly pestilence, and he will cover you with his pinions. It's like feathers and under uh, his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. I love that. His faithfulness mm-hmm. is our defense, shield and a buckler, which is, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. That is good beautiful. stuff. Great stuff. It is, Great stuff. It's good stuff. You know, I don't think we'd ever understand that he's the God of all comfort unless we had the storms to be comforted in. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, it's like my, uh, the first time I really knew God was real was when I was in the hospital by myself as a little boy about to have my tonsils out. And I was terrified, not of having my tonsils out. I was having terrified that my mom was going to leave and I was going to be in a hospital all by myself. You know, <laughs> I'm such a mama's boy. And my mom, prayed and she quoted Deuteronomy. She said, remember, Jeffrey, the eternal God is our refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. And Brooks, I felt the peace that I never, I never felt before. And that was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, the interesting about stories, Brooksy, is that I remember praying over you when you went into surgery. You were what, 14, 15? Four, 14 years old. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dang it, man. 14 and back-to-back back surgeries. Blessings to mm-hmm. you, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to be scared. Were you scared? I, I needed some comfort. Though the first one, yes, I, I needed comfort badly. I was very nervous and wasn't wasn't very excited. Uh, the second day, I was on a lot of pain meds, so I don't I don't remember <laughs> yeah. I don't remember a ton from the second day. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. day, I I needed I needed God's presence and to to be calmed down. That's for sure. Yeah, well, you know what you 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 didn't show it. You always were like. You know, you've been great, Brooks. You've always had a great demeanor about you. So anyway, yeah. Appreciate it. But God God got you through that storm. And, you know, and it wasn't unscathed. I know that you, you know, you still have some remnants, so to speak, Mm -hmm. of that storm. But but look what God has done with a knucklehead like you and a knucklehead like me. It's, It's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah. And no, knowing that you, other people go through worse things or similar things and no one is uh, exempt from any sort of suffering, whether it's a hurricane that comes through your neighborhood or injuries or sickness in your family. Uh, no, no one's exempt. Yeah. That's for sure. No, it's so true, brother. It's so true. So, Hey, King's Chapel family. And for those who listen, um, may you find safety in Christ and may all of us know that he is enthroned over the flood. In whatever chaos, whatever storm comes, that God still is sovereign and good and in control. And he still has the ability to say no more to the waves, no more to the wind. And uh, um, and if he doesn't say no more to them, may he say peace uh, to our hearts. You know, when Jesus was in that upper room with his disciples, he said he's going to leave with us his peace. My peace I give to you. And I love the fact it wasn't, he didn't say just peace he gives to us. He says, my peace, the peace that he has with the father, you know, the peace, it's God's peace. Man. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Peace right there, bro. That, that is great. Peace. The perfect. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it seems like, isn't a peace like what you carry, what's your peace, man? You know, what, what peace do you carry? Uh, you know, uh, our peace is I, I carry uh, God almighty, you know? The, the, yeah. That's the pretty strong. That's pretty strong. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's uh, the strongest. So, um, well, and again, I, I know that we often uh, talk about uh, updates. You know, we're we're trying to figure things out. We're going to see what happens the next couple of days um, to see what will happen for Sunday. We've shut down, obviously, our women's Bible study tonight and shut down uh, creeds and coffee in the morning. And uh, um, but, you know, we'll, we'll try to uh, 
get word out as soon as we can of what we're doing. But we're just praying that everybody stays safe. We sent out a text everybody should receive. I checked it today to see if anybody's responded. But if you have any needs, let us know, and we'll try to meet those needs as best as we can. Would you like to do what you meant to say? Meant yeah, to say, what, what, I, what, I, what I meant to say, indeed. You know, uh, put you on well, the spot, you, Brooks. You did put me on the spot. And a good thing I still have my notes hanging on the wall. You know, like, <laughs> what did I pretend last week? You know, I got a big storm going on here. And you know what? Don't even tell me what I hope to say because this is my study day and I have not even gotten into it yet. But yeah, let's talk about what I meant to say. And it's really um, David and Jonathan's relationship of this amazing friendship, this unusual friendship. Uh, they should have been rivals and yet their souls were knit together. And it was a costly relationship for Jonathan to love David the way he did. It cost him a relationship with his dad. It would eventually cost him a kingdom, but that was God's will. And But, you know, talk about fiercely loyal. You know, we live in a time where, gosh, loyalty seems so few and far between. It's such a beautiful thing. To, I love that about your friends, Brooks. You know, and I know Caleb, my son's one of your best buds, but there's just a great loyalty and a, and a, and a fierce loyalty that you guys have. But as you look at this relationship, What I meant to say is, let's look at Jesus. I mean, a friend of sinners. Um, mm -hmm. How in that, I mean, talk about an unusual relationship. Talk about costly. Mm -hmm. Man, it, he, he would empty out everything. He'd, he'd bleed for us and die for us. And talk about an undying loyalty. I just, I love it. So my goal Sunday, last Sunday, which is my goal for every Sunday, is that we would see the beauty of Jesus's friendship with us through the beauty of Jonathan and David's relationship. It was kind of, what'd the, you think? It was kind of the perfect con contrast too, between David and Jonathan and how they supported each other. And you would think Jonathan would absolutely hate David for everything he was doing and absolutely he kind of took away from Jonathan. And then you have Saul doing the opposite of trying to kill David. Um, and yeah, just yeah. that perfect. And obviously Saul a little bit older and weren't, weren't friends, but that perfect contrast of what was going on there and their, their relationship. Yeah. Yeah, so it's so true, and you know, and that that contrast was in the within the family, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, and you know what a rub that was. I mean, for Jonathan to be fiercely loyal, it, it, it was uncomfortable because his dad mm -hmm. on one end is trying to kill him, Jonathan's trying to save him. It's just uh, it's amazing. So, and the detail it goes, it's like he he never he didn't tell Saul anymore like where David was or what they were up to. Like he did that first time, and he trusted him, and then he tried to kill David, and then he's like, yeah, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be tipping my hand, which he still wound up doing, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. And by the way, you know what I what I do hope this, this upcoming week, if we have it, is uh, it's a kind of a cool story of rescue. And and I and I don't want to let me just tell people that we're going to see David um, rescuing that which was lost in a really cool way. That it's a story out of First Samuel 30, For those of you who want to jump ahead and read it, um, but again, I just can't wait to show you how that points to jesus so that, that could be enough with that so for sunday perfect, perfect. Um, yeah so anyway my brother um is there anything else you think we need to any any uh what's uh, not, not bookkeeping any what's the word i'm looking for is there any uh housekeeping, housekeeping. there you go housekeeping <laughs> oh, I, th any? i think we covered it all you know it's an it's an easy week now because all the weekly events got canceled so we yeah you know, planning on sunday meeting still is, is that correct Yes, still planning on it. And, uh, you know, one thing about my house, Brooks, is that we're usually the first out in power and we're usually the last back. 
Mm-hmm. I live in, I live in, it's, it's a Maitland address, but it's unincorporated Seminole County and it's Altamont Springs who gives us a lot of our stuff. So all that to say, we're this hybrid. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, we're, we normally get the least attention from anybody. So we're just sitting here thinking, oh my goodness, when's our power going out? Any and, second uh, now. Any second. And here's the worst thing, you ready for this? I gave away my gen- generator. Oh, for the first time oh my gosh <laughs> so yeah i don't mean to complain but man if we can't find air conditioning i'm gonna come over to your place if you got it <laughs> all right so so as long as you don't mind having you know always invited and, always invited yeah, uh, uh, bring, bring all the that. dogs bring everyone over uh, bring all uh, it's a party at brooksy's house so uh, <laughs> which, which, which is awesome so uh hey listen i just saw that we have a, a uh uh, our, we, a hurricane Ian update that we sent out. Uh, okay. That was our weekly thing. So that's, that's, that's cool. So sorry. Uh, my ADD is going off. I saw an email <laughs> that Amy sent out. So that's good. Um, all right, brother. Well, stay safe, hunker down mm-hmm. and, uh, board up your um, windows. Don't be around them. You know, stay safe. Everyone eat a bunch of peanut butter sandwiches. That, that, that sounds really good. So, uh, <laughs> do you have a flashlight in your place? A bunch of flashlights. We're ready. Got lanterns, flashlights, uh, the the food that doesn't need the refrigerator, all that good stuff. So we're, we're ready. You know what my favorite provision is? Hmm. I got a a headband with a light on it. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere I go, I can just click that little light on. You know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's an obnoxiously bright, you know. Oh, yeah. As a fisherman, of... I, when you're fishing at night, I have that one, too. You know, you need to see. Yeah, where it's you're a going. great one. That's it. That's all I need. You know, just give me that. If there's no power and I got my headlamp on, I am in good shape. <laughs> perfect. You're ready to go. <laughs> ready to go, Brooksy. It's perfect. All right. Hey, listen, man, thank you for doing this uh, uh, via Zoom and, and stay safe. And everybody out in KC Cornerland, stay safe. See you guys Sunday. All right. Bye-bye.